Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. When you were growing up and and, and you were playing uh, with the guys and in middle school you want to play on that team and they wouldn't let you play on the boys team they said you should be playing with dolls. Uh, we've come a long way since, since those days but we represent so much here on this night. Just continuing to use my platform, and I think a night like tonight shows um, a lot of young girls and young boys that if you can shoot, you can shoot, and um, it, it doesn't matter um, if you're a girl or boy. I think it just matters the heart that you have and wanting to be the best that you can be. Sabrina Ionesco, you can shoot, you can shoot. Not exactly the greatest weekend for the NBA. For many reasons, it seems, internally and externally, there's you can hear the grumbling from here. But let's talk about that and more as we get to the post-All-Star point of the NBA season. Our next guest is Trista Crick, who you can find on Twitter at Trista underscore Crick, host of BetMGM Tonight, weekdays 6 to 10 p.m. on the BetQL Network, NBA podcast Heat Check with Trista Crick, and she joins us on the Circa Sports Illinois Hotline. Download the Circa Sports app today. Trista, how are you? What's up, guys? Hey. Been a minute. Thanks for having me on. I want to ask you about the party that you you hosted. So, is it Tom Brady, Vince Vaughn, Wayne Gretzky? How did this thing get going? How did you become a part of it? I I honestly still can't believe that I was asked to do this event. So I got a text message from our partner at MGM, and I've done an event with them once before in Cincinnati. There was um, an opening of their sports book uh, at the Red Stadium, and so they asked me to to host something with Kenyon Martin and Icky Woods and Sean Casey as the Cincinnati Legends event and host the panel. And so I've done it once before, and so I get a random text, and they're on site at the Super Bowl, which is you know where we were in Las Vegas, and they're like, "Hey, you're not, you don't happen to be in town Sunday afternoon still, do you? You're not headed out, are you?" And I said, "No, I'm actually in town till Monday." Hey, could you meet us at the, uh, we want to have a conversation over maybe at the book. Just meet us at like noon. And I'm like, oh yeah, no problem. So we're hosting this event and it will be you uh, on stage and it's going to be rolling out our new Super Bowl commercial with 50 VIPs and it will be you, Vince Vaughn, Wayne Gretzky, and Tom Brady. And I just look at them. Like a dog, confused. Ah. You tilted my head. <laughs> Why? How come? How come me? And uh, and it was not a spoof. I I must have the backup backup must have canceled. 
And so they had me there. It was just probably a matter of opportunity. So I was in the green room with them for probably 25, 30 minutes. And they were just chopping it up about really like anything, everything. I want to say they were talking a lot about the John Madden new scripted series that I think is going to be Hugh Jackman. And Wayne Gretzky was, and Vince Vaughn were just absolutely disgusted by that. So we had like a confab of who should actually play him. We settled on Jim Gaffigan, but alas, we were not consulted. That's amazing. But see, that's the thing. If if you, you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And, mm-hmm. and we and we know that, that Trista stays ready, so she's ready for, for this interaction. Besides the green room stuff, was there anything that you thought – out, out of sitting there with, with those legends that you thought was so interesting that the public didn't get a chance to see? Yeah, you know, I thought Tom, in general, as a star, he cussed a lot. Like, that was something that really stuck out. He dropped F-bombs more than me, and that, that's saying a lot, guys. That's saying a lot. I thought what was really fascinating was he talked about how his mom still hates on the 49ers, still to this day. Like, she hates Brock Purdy hates Shanahan, hates the Niners organization because he grew up as a Niners fan and wanted to play for them, and they passed on him. So his mom, who's, who's 70 years old, is still like, F Brock Purdy, F the Niners. He's like, Mom, I don't even play football anymore. You don't need to root for the Chiefs simply because I was overlooked. And she is, was aggressively uh, against teams that passed on him his entire career and even post, which reminded me so much of my mom and actually made me give my mom a little bit more slack. But yeah, man, he was he had tons of little nuggets like that throughout the hour and a half long conversation. And then Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn did a lot of the Q&A between them. And he was incredible. He was one of the best hosts I've ever seen for a comedian celebrity. He was curious. He had tons of follow ups. Uh, yeah, he was he was really fascinating uh, in his own right. So wait, your mom was out here like hating on other golfers and stuff when you were a kid? My mom hates on other media personalities right now. Right now. Right now. <laughs> That's great. Shout out to mom. I like that. Yeah, she'll, she'll call me in the middle of the day and be like, did you see what so-and-so posted on Twitter? Ugh, what a terrible take. I'm like, mom, these people, I don't, what, there's no reason for you to have this poison spewing out of your mouth right now. I just think what they said about you two years ago, F them. I'm like, no, like, let it go, dude. It's cool. Like, there's no problems. Well, speaking of, of going back into the time machine, um, I follow Trista on, on Instagram, too. Young Trista and young Patrick Mahomes. Those, those interviews have resurfaced. Like, thinking about where he's at right now, how do you view those conversations that you and him had back then? Yeah, it's, I, I think about it every time they continue their reign. And I think about the two conversations, one with him, one with Kelsey. The one that really sticks out is how Kelsey, how sus Kelsey was on Mahomes. Really thought that it was going to be hard for Patrick Mahomes, this Patrick Mahomes kid, to fill Alex Smith's shoes. And he was dead serious, right? So that I always think about. Every time I see Kelsey and run into him at these events, I'm like, remember when you – we're kind of shady to the taking over process of this young quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. And then you guys proceeded to just become a dynasty. And he laughs about it all the time. And, and Mahomes, he just kind of had this killer mentality from the beginning 
But fun fact, uh, Lee Steinberg reps Pat Mahomes. And before he was drafted, I was offered to interview him on Radio Row, and I turned it down because he wasn't a big enough name. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the big regrets. So let's talk some basketball. I keep trying to find out how naive wow. how naive were the NBA powers that be in thinking that they could just have meetings with some of these multi-billion dollar individual corporations that we call NBA players and say, okay, guys, uh, we're going to try this year, right? Hey, it'd be really awesome if you guys, you know, played some defense, you know, come get out there and try and you know, play a good game for everybody. And they kind of nodded their head like, uh, yeah, no. It's always funny because you can tell they just agreed and then did whatever they wanted to do. They're like, yeah, sure, that sounds fine. We'll keep it competitive, 186, 212 or whatever it was. That sounds fine. Uh, I don't know how Adam Silver thinks he's going to get the competitive nature back into the game. The athletes are smart enough to know that their brands, their monetary value are wrapped up in their ability to play the game. And no one's trying to get hurt out there. There's not enough on the line. There's no reputational risk with, like, playing worse or, you know, being Luca and just shooting from half court and hitting the top of the backboard. There's, you know, there's only downside for them to try in terms of getting hurt, in terms of becoming a meme, all that, right? So I think you should do, do what Major League Baseball did and make the winner of the East-West. If you're going to do East-West, I think you should make the winner of that All-Star game get home court advantage for the finals. Then I think you would get some sort of skin in the game. I think there needs to be more money for the players, and I know they're already getting paid a lot, but we saw the in-season tournament guys played harder. They just did. I mean, especially considering they had a bunch of young guys on the team that weren't getting paid uh, as much as stars like LeBron did. So I think there's got to be a reimagining, and I know Adam Silver tried this year to make it competitive by going back to the East-West format, but I think Team USA versus the world would be another way to do it, and I know that if if it's a a country-versus-country type of a thing, there's going to be a lot more competitive spirit. Or you can do, you know, Euro Euro League players versus NBA players and try to see if there's some sort of competition there because we're going to get a lot of EuroLeague players in the draft this year, and the NBA is continuing to get more global. You know, Luca was a EuroLeague MVP before anybody here knew who he was. So maybe that's a way to get people interested in these European players. But the way that it's formatted now, no one's ever going to try. They're just going to continue to make it an exhibition, and they just want the break off of the long slog that is an 82-game season. Tristan, what do you think they need? Why do you think players are not involved in the dunk contest because you and I have both been to games pregame where we see incredible dunks of guys just warming up. Why not go out there and, and not leave it up to Mac McClung to, to entertain us on NBA Saturday night? Fear. I think it's ego and fear. I don't think, I think once the stars stop doing it, it became kind of not cool to do it at all, right? Like mm. Jalen Brown felt kind of out of place being there, right? It was like, wow, he's kind of too big of a name to be in the dunk contest, honestly, and didn't really give us much. So I think it's Twitter, right? It's social media. Guys don't want to get clowned on the internet, and really there's no upside for them to do so. I, I think it needs to be mandatory if you're an all-star that they, and you're a good dunker that they can select you. 
and I think that would make it interesting. But it's it's clearly that these guys used to care when we were younger. You know, when I was growing up, the dunk contest was super meaningful. I remember tons of, like, the Vince Carter one sticks out, number one for me. But, like, even Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine, that was kind yes. of the last time that we saw a super hyper-competitive uh, dunk contest. So I think you've got to reimagine the rules there, too, and kind of, like, force guys' hands. But I would love to see, you know, John Morant compete, Aunt Edwards compete. And if they're in it, they're going to bring their best stuff, I hope. Yeah, it's it's frustrating because – the thing is, like, one of the big arguments was, and I'm considerably older than you, but one of the, the arguments was, well, every dunk has been done. And we see guys, whether you're on YouTube or just in the streets, like, all the dunks have not been done. And I think that Mac McClung has done a good job of, like, why don't I bring some of that creativity to the contest and show you that there's all sorts of stuff that can happen. Imagine what that looks like if it's Jason Tatum. You know, a better athlete doing some of this creative stuff of of how that would entertain everyone. Wouldn't it be kind of cool if the professional dunkers became like, you know, like the voice and they get their own little mentors as each player competing in the dunk contest had a professional dunker help them create their, you know, dunks that they were doing. And they can just kind of showcase even these professional dunks that they've already conceived in their mind and they can just execute it kind of like creative directors or choreographers and dance, because clearly they're not thinking about how to be creative as much as these guys were. You're right though. Like Lawrence, like I was on Instagram that night and saw dunks that I had never seen before. So I think that's kind of a trash argument that everything's already been done. Well, I also think that there's a lack of understanding that a professional dunker, these aren't basketball players. They're professional right. dunkers. And in some way, it's like if you ever watch golf's long drive competitions, some of the long drive guys are good golfers. Some aren't so good. They have a, they have a very specific skill that's a different sport. So I think to say that we just now the basketball players have to do this, if you really wanted to get the best in the world, they're not NBA players. thousand percent, yeah. If you want to bring excitement back to the dunk contest and you don't care about it being big names, then just bring professional dunkers in. I don't think I would have a problem with that. Um, What do you think of what's happened? And you and I have had this conversation about the Bulls, but now that the trade deadline is come and gone and the Bulls have done nothing, what do you think? Well, one of the funniest things that I saw was that uh, Mark Eversley was was on the short list to run the Charlotte Hornets. And I thought to myself, isn't that just kind of the same thing? I don't know if necessarily he's done anything that leads him to getting another, you know, job in this spot. And I don't know if even that's a better job, right? The Charlotte Hornets are a mess. But I, I think you and I have talked about this a few times. I, I have no faith in this franchise to do what is required to rebuild. I think they remind me of a lot of story franchises that rest on their laurels and they continue to just want to sell tickets. And that's fine. And that's the Dallas Cowboy approach, right? I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. I know that Jerry Jones cares more about, you know, ticket sales and merchandise and getting people into the door than he does about fielding a product that we know can compete for Super Bowls. But I think it's even more disgusting for the Bulls. I think the people inside know that this is not a team that's going to compete for anything. But they're taking advantage of fans, like loyal Bulls fans, 
knowing that they're going to show up because this team can compete with the Milwaukee Bucks on a Tuesday in January and take it to overtime. To me, that's unacceptable. This thing needs to be torn down completely. And it, it's, it's actually pretty shocking that a team that has had that much success in my childhood kind of is a laughing stock of the league. What do you think of what's going on in Milwaukee? Oh, man, it's, it's delicious, right? As a Portland yeah. Trailblazer fan, it's delicious. Doc Rivers has been throwing players under the bus. And J.J., thank God, J.J. took to the ESPN streets and aired his dirty laundry because when they lost to Memphis, I watched that game. And they had Gigi Jackson out there who's good, but they had a bunch of random G League dudes out there beating up on the Milwaukee Bucks. And, and Memphis was actually up 15 points at one point during this, during this game. And then Doc Rivers comes out after the game and says some guys had their heads in Cabo and some guys wanted to play. I think Doc was obviously the wrong choice to be a head coach there. But who were you going to choose? You, you fired Adrian Griffin, a first-time coach, in the middle of the season when he was number two in the East. The whole thing is a mess. I don't know if Giannis and Dame and Brooke Lopez are all getting along. It doesn't feel like it's meshing. It feels like there's going to be some sort of athletic article that comes out you know, in June uh, right after the finals that uncovers the the dismay that this team is under right and like I don't know how you solve it I know that they could probably turn it on at any given time which makes me scared but I just don't think that they will I think that they're a first round exit team and I'll tell you who is uh, interested in watching this is probably Drew Holiday because you one of the great truly underrated basketball players in a long long time and I, I think after the fact to understand what he meant to that team's identity on both ends of the floor, his level of, of professionalism was underappreciated. And defensively, and you talk about the try factor, and I'm not saying that Dame doesn't try because he does. He tries on the offensive end, and I think he's sort of trying on the defensive end. But it feels like this team can't get up on a night-to-night basis, and Drew could have been the fire that everybody thought that Giannis was. Because it's clearly not Giannis that's leading this team. Otherwise, they wouldn't be losing to Memphis right before the All-Star break. Trista, you're the best. Thanks so much for giving us a few minutes of your time. I love you guys. Back at you. That's Trista Crick. Always love having her on. So let's get into some of these potential All-Star fixes and some of the silliness. There's that- a lot of like people like walking into metaphorical landmines and stuff. (laughs) There's all all sorts of weird stuff going on. I don't really think it's fixable, nor should it be. And that's okay. The idea of it might just be done, which is fine. You're there? All right. I I have been for a while. We need to talk this out. Let's do that on the other side of a timeout. It's the Bernstein at Home Show here on The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Bernstein and Holmes Show. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, powerhouse pairing, 10 to 2 every day. On 670 The Score. And to the Eastern Conference All-Stars, you scored the most points. Well, congratulations. Giannis, to your team, this trophy is yours. That's so great. I like courtesy of TNT. Well, well that happened. Yeah. You score the most points, shrug emoji. He tried. I mean, he had these top secret meetings. Hey, guys, you know, come on, play hard. If I'm Adam Silver, why y'all want to turn me into a villain? Because he's done everything he can to be a bridge between the players and ownership. Why, why you got to make me out? Why you got to play me for a fool? I've tried to do everything I can, Ja Morant. I've tried Draymond. to do everything I can, Draymond Green. And you guys are still just... I'm here to be the, like the nice parent, and you're still taking advantage of yep. me. Then he's going to turn into Manfred, and they're not going to like that. No, he won't turn into Manfred because he actually likes basketball. He does. That's the difference. Did he yeah. ever play? I don't think so. It's a University of Chicago guy, right? And then Duke Law, I think. But Manfred. Manfred's like, why do you, why do you need an Oakland team? You got the Giants right here. Uh, you don't get it, do you have, sir. Do you have any idea how baseball works? It's it's not just about a a market that has an MLB team in it. It may be from your perspective, but actual fans of the teams think about it differently than that. What? Hey, man. Rob Manfred's having so much fun. You stop. Too much He's fun. He's having so much fun. The Bernstein and Holmes Show. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, powerhouse pairing, 10 to 2 every day. On 670 The Score. And to the Eastern Conference All-Stars, you scored the most points. Well, congratulations. Giannis, to your team, this trophy is yours. That's so great. I like courtesy of TNT. Well, well, that happened. You, you score the most points. Shrug emoji. Well, he tried. I mean, he had these top secret meetings. Hey, guys, you know, come on. Play hard. If I'm Adam Silver, why y'all want to turn me into a villain? Because he's done everything he can to be a bridge between the players and ownership. Why why you got to make me out? Why you got to play me for a fool? I've tried to do everything I can. Ja Morant. 
I've tried Draymond. to do everything I can. Draymond Green. And you guys are still just... I'm here to be the, like the nice parent, and you're still taking advantage of yep. me. Then he's going to turn into Manfred, and they're not going to like that. No, he won't turn into Manfred because he actually likes basketball. He does. That's the difference. Did he yeah. ever play? I don't think so. He's a University of Chicago guy, right? And then Duke Law, I think. But Manfred. Manfred's like, why do you, why do you need an Oakland team? you got the Giants right here. Uh... You don't get it, do you have, sir. Do you have any idea how baseball works? It's it's not just about a a market that has an MLB team in it. It may be from your perspective, but actual fans of the teams think about it differently than that. What? Hey, man, Rob Manfred's having so much fun. You stop. Too much He's fun. He's having so much fun. He's got to retire. He's having so much fun. Why is he also telling us about a retirement that's like five years out? Because of the fun that he's having doing this. He's on the tour, man. So I've I've read these All Star Game solutions that you you get to the point where you can't tell what's tongue in cheek and what isn't. Okay. Somebody actually, have you seen the stuff that's going on with these LED floors now? I don't like it. Well, I don't like what happened this past weekend where where Sabrina and Steph were out there shooting, and they were green. I didn't like that at all. You know, somebody brought up NBA Jam. It's two on two full court. I can't do that. And you have guys like on fire or certain spots on the floor you can get to. I don't know if they give them the giant heads. They don't. They can, they can run around with giant NBA Jam heads on. So that was one thought, and things just got increasingly bizarre. I, I don't like the idea of home court advantage and the finals having anything to do with this. You know what? Get get everybody together, have a bunch of parties, do a red carpet fashion show. And do charitable stuff. Yeah, and don't even play a game. But that's already kind of done. See, to me, I think that you can can have all of it. What Steph and Sabrina put together was outstanding. That that was a lot of fun. Hey, well, somebody better tell Kenny Smith about that then. Yeah, let's... Kenny Smith got that? got real weird talking about this. I think she should have shot from the women's line. She should have shot from the women's line. That would have been a fair contest. I still root for Sabrina. I still root for Sabrina. We all are rooting for Sabrina. No. She should have shot from the three-point line that the women shoot from. Why are you putting those boundaries on her? That's not a boundary. That's what the game is. She wanted to shoot. They have a smaller ball, don't they? She shot a WNBA ball. WNBA ball is smaller. She shot with the WNBA ball. Yeah, but she should have shot from the line. There's a women's tee in golf and there's a men's tee. For a reason. No. She a shooter shoot. Isn't that what you said? Yeah, but they shoot from where they shoot from. Thank you. No, no, no. Good job, Sabrina. No, but don't let any man put boundaries on you like Kimmy. Uh, well, then give him a regular ball then. Don't let him put boundaries on you. Give him a regular ball then. It's not fair. Not sure. She made 26 points. Her point total would have been good enough to get her to the final against Dame. She wanted to shoot from there. That's the point. And if she were playing golf and she wanted to tee up where everybody else was teeing up, she would do that too. And yes. to try and like make the bring in the comparison about the the WNBA ball. Oh, she should have shot with the WNBA ball. Like that's a different issue, dummy. Like I, seriously. But, but the whole thing about but, but reaching for the golf comparison as if he thought that was checkmate. Yeah. As Reggie's like, 
I've been having this argument my whole life because my sister's a better basketball player than I was. Yeah, when the two of them were hustling people at Venice Beach by playing games to 11 and letting them get to 10 nothing before Cheryl took over. Right. <laughs> How you going to tell me? Right. It played out in my own house. I scored 40 today. How many did you have? I I had 100. Oh. That's more than 40. Oh. How many? It was actually 105. So, oh. And that, got, that that was just really strange. Let her shoot from wherever she wants to shoot from. Yeah. And her her and Steph worked it out and they what I like about it is what what I think players should take from it is they created an event. This has never been done before. But the two of them got together and said, what if we did this thing where we shot against each other? And both of their competitive spirits came out. Steph was trying to win. Steph was, do you hear the stories about when she was practicing? Steph's out there like, hope you don't shoot no bricks. Like, was playing mind games like the whole nine yards. That's one step uh, below the Larry Bird. Which one of y'all MFers is playing for second? <laughs> well, Larry Bird had said some stuff, too, this weekend about... About competition? Yeah, and, and how he was embarrassed for you know, I- I- Indianapolis. And I, I get it. You don't need to be embarrassed for Indianapolis. Come on. Why? He loves Indianapolis. Yeah, I know, but Indianapolis has no reason to be embarrassed. They're just, he should be embarrassed about show. Indiana State. Finally get ranked and then you lose. Well, the problem that a lot of people have, let's let's face it. Jordan ruined a lot of things for a lot of people because of this idea he would see, you know, he'd step on his own mother well, to win a card too. game. But but you know, I mean, because we have to we have to talk in present tense, Dan. Like these kids, they weren't following Jordan. They were following Kobe. Well, Kobe is an offshoot of Jordan's Of course he is. Pathology. We we know that, right. but these kids are not looking back to Jordan. They're looking back to Kobe. But psychopath. And even that, psycho. Jordan was a psycho. There was something wrong with him. Something very, very wrong with him. That was the problem. Say, well, yeah, that's how you're supposed to. N- no, not everybody needs to be a psycho. Yeah, but you also don't need to go out there and, and I'm actually okay with like Dame shooting half quarters because it is supposed to be, there's an exhibition element to it. Right, just like Kevin Garnett throwing him the ball off the, the backboard to himself and dunking. And if you can do that, but what, what there used to be is that there was kind of this unwritten rule of we're going to have fun for three quarters. The game's going to be about even. And then we'll play for real. Well, the last time the I remember quarter. that, it was it was the Iverson Matumbo game. Oh, it's been later than that. That was great. It's been it's been later than that. It's but been that in was... the last decade where that was still the case. And there was the there was the charitable component where the teams would they would play the CBA rules where you win a quarter. Your charity wins something. You win the uh, the second quarter, or you use then the, you the, use the, the aggregate. Whatever. All I'm saying is that we're not far removed from the game itself having a competitive element. It doesn't have to be 48 minutes of you guys, you know, running Nolan Richardson's stuff. You don't have to do that. But a little bit. There were two fouls called in the game. Like a little bit of competition would be fine. Maybe we should just in the Bulls because they love competition and competing. 
Winning, not so much. But competing in the competition is really, really key for them in their lives. I think that this is probably the idea of the NBA All-Star Game. It's a great gathering. The, the idea of, of, the, of the game isn't the point. Everybody looks forward to the weekend. And I oh, love, yeah. And for I love, different reasons. I love what, what J.J. Reddick said, too, is start things on time. He had a terrific rant. He's like, look, my kids are staying up late on a school night, so start things on time. But that's, that's partly our fault, too. That's media capital M's fault, too. When you tell people, what time are the Bulls playing? At 7. That's not when they're playing. If you, if you get to the United Center and you see, oh, well, yeah, seven's when the broadcast starts, but tip-off won't be until 7.08. What time are the White Sox playing? 7 o'clock. No, they're not. First pitch will be at 7.11 because they're going to do all the stuff. So th- while I agree with what he's trying to, to get to, it's the broadcast partner's fault that the game and, and some of that's inventory. Why does the Super Bowl start at 538? But at least it does at least they tell you. With the Super Bowl, they tell you when to turn when, on the TV when, and they're not lying. With with the NFL overall, games usually kick at noon. It's the best thing about rock concerts at Wrigley Field. Because they have to be out. No rock and roll time. No Madonna two hours late. No Lauren Hill. Well, Madonna shows up. She's just two hours late. Those, those, I love Wrigley concerts, most of them. Some have been good, some bad. But I love the fact that they start when they say they're going to start. I, As I get older, I, I value that. Are you kidding? It's the best. When, when ACDC said they're going on at 8, there they were. I've never understood, though. Oh, I'm going to make him want it more. Like, we paid for the ticket. We clearly want yeah, it. We're, we're here. We paid a lot of money for the ticket. Got a babysitter and everything. Oh, right, right. right. We, we want to be here. We'd like to go home now because it's 10 o'clock and you're just tuning your instruments. Lauren, when the, when the mic check guy comes out, everybody goes crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mic check guy. Check one, two. Check one, two. The guitar tech comes out. Everybody's like going crazy for the guitar tech. I still think that there could be a lot of fun on NBA All-Star Weekend, but I think that it's incumbent upon the league to try and create events. And I think that they, they should start, they should look at what, what, what's happened with Sabrina and Steph and say, there was something that was created. We've never done that before. Now let's like, it almost felt like the three point contest was an afterthought. The, the actual three point contest, the, because Steph and Sabrina were invested in making it an event. You could do some of the crazy stuff that the NFL is doing, too, if you want. You want to go send guys out on a golf course? Feel free. Or how about this? You want to settle a beef? You got beef? Cool, Jimmy Butler and Cat. One-on-one. We'll ref it. But you guys play to 11. You want to settle your beef? Here's your opportunity to do that. These are dumb ideas. 
But but there are there smarter can't be people any, than I that can't can come be any up with dumber, smart ideas. Any dumber than any of the stuff we've actually seen. When people are saying live NBA jam, I think we've reached the point of uh, of no return in that regard. Well, you can't do the full court. It's got to be half court if you're going to do it. We've got High Noon coming up next. When to call the cops, when not to call the cops. I have a Black History Month baseball question for you. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I'll be back this way on Monday. We'll settle this then. Right there, out in the street, in front of the Palace Saloon. Yeah, right. When? High noon? We spent the first hour of today's show putting a big flashing no on whatever lobbying proposal Jerry Reinsdorf is trying to attempt today to begin to extort taxpayer money, a billion dollars worth, to pay for his new building. No, 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 no. You want it, you pay for it, you build it. You pay property taxes on it. No fancy artist renderings or AI drawings or anything like that is going to change the fact that you waited until late on a, a holiday weekend Friday to sneak in the announcement that you're going to ask for a bunch of taxpayer money that could be better spent for much more important things than a, a building your sports team doesn't need. Then we talk to Kristen Craig and talk about the All-Star game. So, Dan, MLB threw out an Instagram post. It is Black History Month. I wanted to see how you would do oh on boy. this. Oh, boy. Okay. Now, to be fair, I want to be fair here. This does not encompass the entire diaspora. Because the question is, can you name black players with multiple MVPs? There would be an argument that Albert Pujols would be on that list. But he's not. On this particular Frank list. So Thomas. we are talking. Hold on. Let's l- allow people to hear the question. Black American multiple MVPs. Go. Frank Thomas. Correct. Barry Bonds. Correct. Hank Aaron. No. No. One of them played in this city. Well, I gave you Frank Thomas. Mm-hmm. One, one more played in this city. Multiple MVPs. Wasn't Andre Dawson. Got the right franchise. Are you counting? Did, no, Sosa didn't. No. He wouldn't be on this list. Even though he's black. black. So it's only African-American. Cubs? Multiple MVPs. All right, we'll jump off of that. Keep going. Who am I forgetting? A lot of people. Oh, Ernie Banks. There you go. One of them has a lot of Will, MVPs. Did Willie Mays? Willie do Mays, it? correct. Did Campanella? Yes, did it. correct. 
You've got two more. One of them won a lot of MVPs. Frank Robinson? There we go. One more. Wasn't Stargell, wasn't Parker. Right era. So we're talking 70s? Mm-hmm. Wasn't Reggie? Nope. Oh, this is this is a great question. If you're, you you're, I mean, you're, no, you're I'm doing in, okay. Morgan? There it is. That's it. You got them all? Okay. Very good, Dan. Roy Campanella, Willie Mays, Ernie Banks, Frank Robinson, Joe Morgan, Frank Thomas, and Barry Bone. Barry Bone. Black American multiple MVPs. Cause Who's the next one? Well, we were hoping it would be TA. Seriously, but like if you if you start if you did a draft right now. Mike Trout. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? Kevin Lapka. Because McCutcheon got one. Yep. And he isn't going to get another one no, at this stage of his career. Not 38 or whatever he And is. did Prince Fielder? He, I mean, he got a batting Aaron, title. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge will be the next one. Maybe. Not if you keep him in center field, he's going to fall apart. But he's he's already got one. He so. does. But if you if you look at the aging curve for guys who are 6'6 or taller, they drop off fast. But he, he also gets the benefit of the New York bump. Okay. So I, I'm thinking. I'm just saying that if you're asking for who's the next likely person to join this club, Aaron Judge statistically is the next likely has, person to best chance. Yeah, to join the club. And I apologize to all of my member, all of my members of the the diaspora that are not represented here. But that's another issue for another day. Meet Matthew Lashinsky, 23 years old, of Farmingville, New York's Long Island. Authorities say that back in June at about 3.30 a.m., Lashinsky called 911 to report a burglary at his purported business establishment, Quantitative Laboratories, LLC. Seems like your type of guy. When Suffolk County police officers arrived at the scene, they found broken glass at the building's entrance. And as they looked around, the officers investigating this burglary also discovered a clandestine lab that was used to make methamphetamine and a hallucinogenic called dimethyltryptamine, or DMT. They said, this, you know a DMT? This defendant, yeah, you know me, was operating a Breaking Bad-style drug lab and tried to conceal it under the guise of a legitimate business. He then inadvertently turned himself in when he reported that a burglary occurred at the same business. What did they steal? They stole my meth and DMT. <laughs> Officers ultimately found more than 100 items of lab equipment as well as chemical reagents and solvents to produce and manufacture meth. They also recovered $40,000 in cash, an undisclosed amount of ecstasy, over three ounces of methamphetamine, and over 625 milligrams of pure ketamine. The DA said officers found two dozen 55-gallon drums containing a drug similar to gamma-hydroxybutyric acid, or GHB, known as the date-rape drug. On Thursday, Lashinsky pleaded guilty to nine charges, including multiple counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance. 
what? When you pick up that phone, there's been a burglary here. You gotta like you, you gotta you gotta walk it through and be like just maybe think that through that maybe the whole meth lab, once you've decided to do that, you've probably voided your opportunity to have the police come help you out, even if even if you were truly burglarized. You probably were burglarized, and this happens all the time if you're in the dope game. But you can't be like, hey. Someone came and stole all my illegal dope that I was getting ready to sell. Or money or whatever it was. They're like, oh, yeah, we're just well, going to... Why don't we look around? Why don't we take a look around and see what... Oh, how about this? What's going on with this lab down here where it smells like meth? I don't know. <laughs> don't worry that, about that. That was here when I got here. I, I, I don't... They didn't steal any of that. Don't worry about that. No, we're going to be fine no, that, making that, our drugs. That, that, that's good. They didn't take any of that. They just broke the front door. They broke down the front Tried door. Stuff. I was out here getting information for Joe Sheehan. <laughs> it, they stole my... Bitch stole my meth lab. Damn. Should have thought that one through. That's high noon. <laughs> Next up, we're going to hear from Tom Ricketts. Oh, yeah. We should probably talk about the Cubs. Well, at least when they wanted to rebuild their stadium, they asked for the the amusement tax. And they were told and, no. And the city said no. And they said, okay, we'll pay for it ourselves. Yes. And they did. And they released all the rats. Remember, they dug everything up, and then the rats and we, we went everywhere. And then they bought up all the land, and they bought up all the rooftops, and they built everything up. They and don't now, seem to be buying up a lot of contracts, and, though. And now they have it. And I they mean. Have a, and they have a lot of money. They've added a couple of people to the team. But they're not necessarily. I, and, and I think they're good additions, but. Their names. Their names. But, I mean, come on. Oh, and, and by the way, we both got the answer wrong about. Who to take number one in the next black uh, two MVP draft? Who we got? Mookie. Well, Mookie and, and Aaron Judge are sitting on one. Yeah, but Mookie is going to... More sustainable. Yeah, he's going to age way better. He, here's the problem, though. Mookie has two MVP candidates on his the, own team. He's still Mookie, though. Like he, yeah, he's a he Hall was, of Famer right now. He was now. Mookie last year. Yeah. Did he win the MVP? No. Okay, then. The league, it's actually, I disagree with you and the texter. It's actually now easier for Aaron Judge to get his second MVP because Otani left the league. And whose team is he on? Mookie's. Aaron Judge. With Freddie Freeman. Aaron Judge stays healthy this year. If, he's, if he stays healthy enough to win an MVP, I'll buy chicken. All right. I like that idea. Chicken. We'll check in on the, uh, and the Cubs and... Them not having MVP candidates. Next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
Farts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.